0: Very recently, the Amazon advertising side rolled out sponsor brand video ad placements that will land top of search. Typically in the past, sponsor brand videos have really been like below the fold in your search results. This new placement is now landing right at the top of search. What's huge about this is that before we had this top of search placement, because they're below that fold, a lot of people just will never scroll down to see that video. So we were always struggling with trying to get these seen more because they do typically perform quite well. From the campaigns we've built out so far, they are displaying quite a bit more. We're getting a lot more impressions, a lot more clicks than we were, and they're converting, they're, they're working.
1: Do you ever listen to the D2C podcast and think, oh man, I wish I could just hang out with these people in Las Vegas for two days? Well, good news, D2C listeners, because you can see Sweet Las Vegas Mastermind is happening March 23rd, 24th in Las Vegas. We're about halfway sold out at the time of this recording with some of just the most interesting brands. We're gonna put about 100 brands in a room We're going to be programming some amazing content with some amazing speakers. We've got all these different interactive networking and relationship building type events. We're even booking a hot LA comedian to come in and do an hour and they'll probably roast me. You don't want to miss this once in a lifetime opportunity to hang out with the D to C crew, the pilot house crew, a bunch of our favorite speakers and all the mentors that we've programmed for you. You don't want to miss it. Go to directtoconsumer.co slash events and lock in your ticket while they're still available. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric Dick. This is the D2C podcast. And today I am here with Clifford and Rob from the Pilot House Amazon team to talk about some of the big seismic changes that are happening in the Shopify Amazon ecosystem. It wasn't long ago that I remember Shopify talking about arming the rebels and presenting an alternative to the way commerce can work rather than through these giant behemoths like Amazon, Walmart, places like that. And now tell us a little bit about the buy it with Prime option that Shopify is now somehow allowing on their site as a checkout option for their customers.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty cool new feature. Amazon's been talking about it for a little while, but they recently rolled it out with more force. They recently reached out to us as an agency. So we've got an agency rep now that's assisting any brands that we uh, manage, um, get it set up if they're interested. So... Essentially it's a checkout replacement that utilizes uh, Amazon's fulfillment network. So on your product page you can have a buy with prime button if someone clicks that and they're a prime member it's basically a two-click purchase it fulfills from Amazon's fulfillment network using prime shipping so typically that's two days for most most locations in the states and customer gets free shipping they get that trust with the prime badge and would love to run the data and some tests on this but the I would say the biggest benefit there is going to be increased conversion rate for customers by providing an alternative option to pay.
1: Does it affect tracking at all? Is it going to be, because I know Amazon's kind of a walled garden, are you going to lose those conversions in your in your other media channels?
2: So what's interesting is you, in this case, you're actually going to own the customer data. So rather than a typical Amazon purchase, that customer data is owned by you. It comes through to Shopify as an order. Uh, so you can see it, you can remarket it to that person, you can pixel that person. On the actual checkout tracking side of things, um, I don't have a ton of information on that right now. I'd like to run some more, more tests on it. Uh, if it's not, the ability to pixel it and track it is not there now. I assume it will be very, very soon, because that would be a big miss if it's not.
1: Is this something that Shopify would have partnered with or allowed, or is this something that Amazon can just do because of how Shopify is built Clifford?
0: Um, I think Shopify has been, like they've allowed checkouts. Like I think a Bold Commerce is a common one that people are using all the time and PayPal and all the rest. So Amazon kind of is just piggybacking on that ability in a way. And there is a lot of Shopify vendors, Shopify merchants that were already utilizing Amazon's fulfillment to fulfill orders on their own. So this is kind of just merging In a way, Amazon pay with that fulfillment, but also giving access to Prime shipping, which wasn't available in the past. Previously, if you used Amazon to fulfill orders from your Shopify site, you would get standard pretty slow four or five day shipping. Now you can get access to the obviously like incredible logistical speed of prime shipping with that being quite a bit faster if it's in a major city, of course,
1: and the worst part of buying anything online is is pulling out your credit card, plunking in the numbers. Uh, remembering what that little code is the whole deal. And it's like you just go to Amazon. And it's just there. It's one click and it's the fast it's, the, you know, they're probably prioritizing that checkout in terms of the Amazon server infrastructure. So it's gonna be your fastest experience imaginable.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. And it's a really simple rollout, honestly. And it's it's the simplest rollout if you already have Amazon Pay on your Shopify site as an option for customers to, to pay. And if you already are selling on Amazon and have inventory in Amazon's warehouse, then it's essentially literally just adding the buy with prime button code snippet uh, to your site and then connecting the Amazon inventory to that. Um, if you don't have inventory in Amazon, if you don't have Amazon Pay, it's still a really easy rollout. All you have to do is Set up Amazon Pay, get some Im- inventory to Amazon, uh, and you don't have to do a full rollout either, which is interesting, too. They're not saying, hey, you have to put your entire site catalog in this. You can do one product. So if you're a brand that runs landing pages, you could spin up a landing page with a Buy with Prime button on it, split test it, and see what the benefit is and see what the if there are any negatives uh, without having to do a full site switch or anything like that. How do the costs
1: compare of uh, Shopify checkout versus Amazon?
2: Pretty comparable, Clever. Do you remember exactly? It was like a, if I remember correctly, it was very comparable to the base level Shopify plans, and more expensive if you're on like the top level Shopify plans because they do do give you a discount um, by if you're on the higher level plans. But
1: but it sounds com- it sounds comparable, and if it if it's gonna really drastically improve your conversion rates, this is definitely something to test.
2: Yeah, and you pay a referral fee to Amazon uh, on the order and then you pay the FBA fee or the fulfillment fee, but your fulfillment fee is comparable to like a shipping fee because you're going to have to pay to ship your products anyway. Um so I would say the additional cost is going to be that referral fee, which what was the percentage on that again? It was 8 to well, 8 to
1: 15% total, but it was like, yeah, it was a 3% on the referral.
0: Yeah, 8 to 15 would be directly selling on Amazon's website, and that's what they're charging you for having the customer there, but because Buy with Prime is you're kind of telling Amazon, this is my customer. At least as of now, it's a 3% fee on top of the standard checkout processing fee, which, as, as Rob said, is kind of aligned with where Shopify's checkout is right now. So it's that extra 3%. But for that 3%, um, as you mentioned, you are getting an incredibly fast checkout experience. That like the, the demos that we've seen, the speed of clicking purchase and being done with purchasing...
2: It's as fast
0: as when you're yeah, it's as fast as when you're on Amazon and you don't hit add to cart, but you click the buy now button right below it and it just it already knows your account, it already knows your credit card, and you just click this this address, yep, and it's done. And that speed just hasn't existed on Shopify from what I've seen in the past. And you've never been able to own customer data that you
1: send to Amazon before. Right, so it is. I do see the give and take of actually. You know, you get to retain your customer data. You get all the benefits of the checkout, um, and for Amazon, it's an absolute no-brainer. We were talking about how it just is going to expose so many more people to an Amazon Prime membership. Right, it's going to drive huge Prime membership numbers for them as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Clifford mentions when we were chatting before, but the uh, classic Amazon: if you click the Buy with Prime button and don't have a Prime account it prompts you to sign up for a Prime membership at a, at a really good discount. So um, they're using it as sort of, as you'd expect, like trying to get more Prime members as well as get the Prime name out there. Um, and the great thing is too, like the, the buy with Prime button, like it's just that branding that you know. And if you're a Prime member, you, you see it. So if you're on a DTC website, you're like, oh wait, like this is Prime, like that's cool.
1: Right now, you're probably looking at conversions in Facebook or Google Ads thinking, why doesn't the data line up with my actual sales? Why doesn't more spending bring more customers? What ads are even working? With Northbeam's first-party data and cutting-edge AI, you'll know what ads generated every dollar of revenue across all your channels, all in one platform. Frankly, the best marketers on earth use Northbeam. It's one of our favorite tools and the industry leader in marketing attribution. Visit northbeam.io to see why. And mention this podcast for a special deal only for D2C listeners. Well, we're going to check back in on this once we've had a chance to run some data on it. Maybe we'll do a a podcast with the socials team as well and see see how it backs out. But then, you know, we've got some interesting things to talk about regarding Amazon. What's this new piece about a new video ad placement, Clifford?
0: Yeah, so very recently... um, the Amazon advertising side rolled out sponsored brand video ad placements that will land top of search. So typically in the past, sponsored brand videos have really been like below the fold in your search results. So you'll have some ad at the top, typically four or a mobile two product results, and then a video underneath that. Um, This new placement is now landing right at the top of search and it can have a headline beside it and it can direct to your store page rather than directing to a product page. What's huge about this is that when we, I did an analysis looking at our 2022, uh, a bunch of our top spending brands on the platform and across millions of dollars in spend and thousands and thousands of clicks, we found that video placements in 2022, before we had this top of search placement, already have a way higher click-through rate than sponsored product or sponsored brand placements. Um, But what they're lacking is reach because because they're below that fold, a lot of people just will never scroll down to see that video. They'll never go down there and click it. So we were always struggling with trying to get these seen more because they do typically perform quite well. Um, so now this top of search placement will hopefully open up a lot more reach in those videos. And we're definitely like, it's early days. It's only been out for a month if that, but from the campaigns we built out so far, they are displaying quite a bit more. We're getting a lot more impressions, a lot more clicks than we were on older video campaigns. And they're, they're converting, they're, they're working. And it's, it's no surprise, video campaigns have always worked on the website, but for them to literally land right at the top like that, um, it's, a, it's a big deal on the advertising front.
1: I'm looking at your data and it's just impressive. It's 3 it's over it's almost 360 million impressions, one almost 1.5 million clicks. And yeah, looking at the discrepancy between the standard placement, what you were seeing so far is 4x is is just under 4x better click through rates, which is really impressive. Yeah. Very cool. All right, let's talk a little bit about this big class action lawsuit that's going down that you guys were explaining to me. Rob, what's uh, what's going down with uh, Amazon on the on the lawsuit side?
2: Yeah, so the FTC recently came after Nature's Bounty on uh, what they're calling a deceptive practice of combining reviews. So for those unaware, if you combine products on Amazon into a variation, they then share reviews. What we found really interesting about this one, or I mean, interesting, infuriating, you could call it either way, um, was that this practice can be used in a negative sense. Like, if you combine two products that are completely irrelevant to each other, say a garlic press and a running shoe, to share reviews, that, in my mind, would be somewhat deceptive to the customer. Uh, But in this sense, it was two very similar products. It was, I believe, two different sizes of zinc vitamins. The other example was like an apple cider vinegar tablet and an apple cider vinegar gummy. And in my mind, those, as a consumer, those make sense to have together. Uh, you want to click on an Apple Cider listing and you can choose whether you want gummy or tablet. Um, the FTC, in a sense, said that that is deceptive if those are sharing reviews, uh, which it's just how Amazon systems work. So it's not actually deceptive, it's just how it works. And they went after the brand rather than Amazon, which was, in my mind, doesn't make sense.
1: No, and it sets a dangerous precedent if if Amazon's set up to work like this with all their other advertisers.
2: It really does, uh, because it, it, there's so many downstream effects and it's like, you now, you're now in a position as a brand that says, well, what do we do? Do, do we split everything up, which would be terrible for sales, t- terrible for consumer experience? Or do we keep it combined together and see what happens?
1: Uh, so, and the yeah. example that got punished here is one that kind of still makes sense for the customer. It's not one that's a garlic press and a running shoe.
2: Exactly. And that, that's where it gets kind of scary is like, well, what's, where is this going to go and what sort of precedent does it set? Because uh, it's everything from, like, uh, <laughs> as the um, the founder of uh, Native Deodorant tweeted about it uh, and said, like, hey, well, we we have different scents that are on the same listing as variations. It's like, well, do we now have to split those up? Like, that's, there's so many downstream potential impacts that it sets that it's, um will be interesting to see how it all plays out.
0: Yeah, and to, to play on that, if if you imagine that scenario now when someone searches deodorant, and all of native's deodorants are now split into different listings and not shared under one variation, now native might be your top nine results. Currently, if you search deodorant, you'll have okay, here's the native one, here's the Gillette one, here's the Old Spice one or whatever. They're all in their own listing. And when you click into them, you see the different variants. If what this is claiming comes true, if all of this happens and you have to split up your variations, now that customer experience is terrible because one brand will likely own a lot of the search results to just huge keywords. When you search running shoes now, and this gets if this forces all these variations to split up now maybe all you'll see is adidas everywhere you don't see other brands there's no room for other brands on the platform because they have to be split out because they're technically like different so i don't the entire thing is ridiculous they should have just went after amazon and told them like hey these shouldn't share reviews inside a variation that's they could have done that could have ended there. Instead, to, to go after an individual brand that's using the platform as it's literally meant to be used is insane.
1: Uh, what did you see on uh, Amazon's homepage this morning? You were you brought it up to us and we looked and it's not there anymore, but what was it you saw on their homepage this morning?
0: Yeah, there is a, a letter from Amazon's CEO, which is a very ugly way to put it there, by the way. I don't know why they wouldn't just use an actual ad in that placement, but uh, a letter from Amazon's CEO that is pushing their new one medical deal that just closed, um, where you can now basically get an Amazon Prime membership, but for a doctor. Uh, So for the low, low price of $144 a year, you get access to 24-7 video chat or messaging. I haven't looked into the details of that because I'm sure you can't just talk to a doctor every day for $144 a year. But uh, access to a doctor through video chat And the biggest, I think, um, play here is that Amazon is now saying, here's access to a physician, and once you're done with that physician, order your prescription through our pharmacy and get it delivered right to you. So they are now owning the entire healthcare experience from the doctor all the way down to your doorstep.
1: My goodness. I remember when the pandemic came out, Bezos was quoted as saying he wanted to have the world's full, first fully vaccinated supply chain. So maybe he, this this kind of fits in with that vision of, uh, of of knowing more about people's medical behaviors. Creepy, but it's the future. But seriously, it, it, that's, it, I shouldn't say creepy because it, it, it could mean a lot better medical care for a lot more people, a lot more access to medical care for a lot more people, which is something that's hugely needed, especially in the States, us Canadians with our free health care. Not free, but let's not get into politics here, guys. Uh, we're gonna stay away from that. Uh, Jeff Bezos lives in a museum. I saw he just bought a museum. Seems like a good place to live. Any thoughts on that?
2: Bezos being Bezos, you know, it's always fun to keep up with his adventures and see what he's gonna do next. What's the stock price doing these days?
0: Look, okay, some of, some of us Amazon shareholders have had a rough, a little bit of a rough go at it in the last few months.
2: I mean. I took Clifford's advice to buy Amazon stock, and it has just gone down since then. Uh, my Shopify stock went up, though, so...
1: It's hovering. It's know? it's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, I would like to see it go back to those... It'll be interesting to see if it comes back to those it, those pandemic highs, which 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 would be difficult. I'm just looking at it. really directly correlates to the pandemic, right? And uh, kind of coming down a little
2: bit, but... This is not investing advice. I am long-term bullish on Amazon. Yeah.
1: Yes, none of this is investing advice. No politics, no investing advice, just all killer, no filler happenings on the Amazon platform. Uh, thanks for coming on today, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all killer, no filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C podcast. We'll see you next time.